You are listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, where it's all about responding with confidence to the legal, financial, and personal challenges created by disability, unexpected illness, or simply aging in general. Join us weekly as elder law attorneys Tim Takis, Barbara McGinnis, Chris Johnson, and other members of the Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law Team talk about the tools, techniques, strategies, and services that will make the elder care journey easier for everyone involved. Get ready, because aging starts now. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode number 94 of the Aging Starts Now podcast. I'm Chris Johnson, attorney and partner here at Tagus McGinnis Elder Care Law, and today we are talking about online safety and popular scams that are out there. Joining me for this discussion is Elizabeth Bell with Sublime Computer Services. Elizabeth, welcome. Thank you for having me. We're so glad to have you on the podcast. Before we jump right in, because I think this is a topic lots of people want to know about because there are so many scams out there these days and it's very frustrating. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about Sublime Computer Services? All right, great. Well, my name, like I said, uh, is Elizabeth Bell and Sublime Computer Services is actually a family-owned business. My husband and I own the company together. I say he's actually the more technical <laughs> side of Sublime. He's the computer brains. I'm the the get out and talk to people. Um, and I'm actually a nurse by education. Um, worked as a nurse for many years. And what makes it work with Sublime now, though, is that I kind of help um, translate some of the technology terms. You know, people who are really tech savvy, sometimes it can be way over your head. And so I try to really uh, get that to where, you know, just normal lay people can can understand <laughs> the computer <laughs> jargon. Um, but we actually, as a company, we're what's known as an IT managed service company. And what that means is that we're the IT department for our clients. So we mainly help uh, businesses in the medical, dental fields, manufacturing, also in the financial space uh, to make sure that their IT, their networks are working quickly and safely. We do a lot of cybersecurity for our corporate users. Um, And while we do focus a lot on the corporate side of things, you know, in businesses and that type thing, really the the same principles really apply to us at home, you know, the home user. And so um, that's what I hope that I can can get that, uh, just those principles that we would put even in a large corporation that people can put into their home use. Well, so that's, that's perfect. <laughs> that sounds great. The uh, I will say having that translator, you start to talk to the IT department and sometimes <laughs> you, you just get lost. You know, no. I, I think myself, I'm a little computer literate and five minutes in, I'm like, I'm, I'm lost. I'm just <laughs> well, out the there. Thing- the thing is, it, it changes so quickly. I mean, you know, what was brand new six months ago is almost obsolete now. And so it's a constant battle of trying to keep up. And, um, you know, there always does seem to be an us versus them <laughs> with the IT department versus everybody else. And so we really try at Sublime, we really try to be, you know, partners with our clients so that we don't have that, you know, that that tension all the time. And we do have great clients. So hopefully we're, we're able to bridge that gap. <laughs> <laughs> I, my guess is, you you guys do it well. So let's get right into the meat of the topic mm-hmm. and let's talk about what are kind of the most common types of cybersecurity issues or scams that are out there for people like me, you know, just a common personal computer user. What, right. what should I be worried about and on the lookout for? 
Right, right. Well, there are really, you know, it's a huge, broad topic. There are lots of of (laughs) things out there that we need to watch for. But I think really for the home user, the two main things that, you know, you think about cybersecurity, when you hear cyber criminals, you think, oh, well, they're after these huge companies like Target. You know, we heard all about the Target hack. And then we heard, you know, here just recently, the pipeline that was attacked, cyber hacked, and we, you know, none of us could get gas. And so we think about it in those broad terms, but they really are, you know, even looking to you and me and us at our homes, really two biggest things for home users is identity theft. So they're trying to get your personal information, your date of birth, your social security number, your phone number, um, anything like that, your address. And what they're doing is they're taking those pieces of information to open a credit card under, you know, an assumed name. They're doing that to even get things like home loans, do insurance fraud, those type things. So identity theft is a big one. And then bank fraud. And that's a really broad term. You know, bank fraud can be anything from, well, your credit card number was stolen all the way to, again, them setting up a a fake account under your name. And so identity theft and bank fraud are really the two biggest problems that we as home users would see. Um, The most common way that that happens really is through email because we're all getting emails from all different, you know, our our doctor all the time. I mean, it's constant. Um, And so they are coming at us through email. Um, And that's really in two big ways. We get spam emails and spam really is kind of the electronic equivalent of junk mail. You know, we go to the mailbox and you get a postcard for this and a coupon for that. And what do we do? We junk them all into the trash can. Um, And so spam email is essentially the same thing. They are sending that out in bulk, um, you know, to just millions of people literally. And it's usually very generic, you know, unsolicited, unwanted emails. Then there are phishing emails. And when I say phishing, um, that's actually P-H-I-S-H, phishing. Um, And so, but it's the same principle of if you think about going fishing for, you know, in the lake or in the ocean, Um, they are putting bait out and they're trying to get somebody to, to get onto that bait. And so a phishing email does still come to your email, but it's a lot more direct. So it might look like it's coming from your bank or look like it's coming from your son or your boss or, you know, right now they're sending things out, you know, it looks like it's from Old Navy or (laughs) Macy's, you know, we're all doing online shopping. And so it's not unusual to get emails from a vendor. Um, And so those are things that are are a lot more direct. And again, they're just trying to get you to click. They're trying to have you grab that worm, you know, so to speak, Um, grab onto that bait. And they might be, it might be addressed directly to you. So it looks legitimate, but they're really trying to, to collect, again, trying to collect your personal information or get you to share a piece of information. And then sometimes if you click those links, they're just wanting to infect your computer with you know, a virus um, because they want to have you pay a ransom, um, you know, to unlock your computer. And so those are the biggest things. Um, And then, you know, there's still instances of phone scams. Um, I was thinking, I know uh, you all specialize in in 
elder law, you know, so um, I've dealt with this with with my parents. They're in their 70s and they get phone calls all the time saying they're from Microsoft or saying they're from Amazon and, oh, well, we need to fix your computer or we need to verify this. So people are still doing those old fashioned phone scams. Um, But again, trying to get your information, trying to get those pieces of information. Well, I've got, I mean, I've, been called from a 202 area code number, which is for those that don't know, it's Washington, D.C., from someone purporting to be from the IRS. And they tell you, you know, yeah. oh, if you don't do this, we're, we're going to show up with U.S. Marshals at your door. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, it's just complete garbage. And the phishing attacks, they'll they'll actually steal the logo. I, I, I bank with USAA yes. Bank and they, they I got an email and I almost everything looked right and the phone numbers looked right and they had the USA logo and it all looked put together right. But they were asking for, I think, for me to enter my social and my password, which is mm-hmm. something that almost any reputable financial institution will never send you an email asking <laughs> you to exactly do that. That's exactly right. And so I called them and they asked me to actually forward the email um, because they will review these emails with their security departments. And mm-hmm. it's unbelievable how good they're getting. So who, how do you know who to trust? I mean, that's my USA bank. Someone with a phone scam, they actually get a Washington, D.C. number to make it more believable. It's mm-hmm. It feels so hard as someone, you know, and I consider myself at least a little tech savvy. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm certainly no guru, but, I, you know, I can operate the computer and, and I not fall for the Nigerian print scam. Yeah. <laughs> so, at least I know not to do that one. How, how, what does someone like me do to avoid these things? Right. Well, it's, you know, you've hit on a lot of things uh, that are so important to know. Um, And it, you know, really, you know, people say, well, I am tech savvy. I'm not going to get caught. You know, I won't get tricked into this. Well, you've hit it on the nail, hit the nail on the head in that they are very, very smart, very tricky. These, these, these hackers, these cyber criminals, they have really gotten very sophisticated in how they, like I said, they steal logos. They make it look exactly like what it is, um, you know, where, where it's coming from. You know, the question of how do you know what to trust? Um, I actually, I love uh, Ronald Reagan actually had a quote, which was actually, I think, a proverb, uh, Russian proverb back in the 80s. And he was known to say, trust, but verify. Um, <laughs> and that is kind of what you have to do. Um, you really almost have to go into anything dealing in the cyber world <laughs> um, with a little bit of cynicism. Be be skeptical of everything. You know, just, just be skeptical of it. Trust it, but you need to always verify it. So I, one of the key things that you said was when you got those emails that was asking for information, and you're exactly right, there is not any reputable bank or business, your doctor will never, ever ask you to send that information in an email. So I think the number one thing, do not ever send personal information, your social security number, bank account, any information like that on on an email. You're exactly right on that. Always call. So you did exactly what we tell our clients to do, um, is to to call, verify that. So yeah, you always do need to approach this with a little bit of skepticism. And we do that even as as IT professionals, you know, we, they're, they're coming after us. You know, we're, we're constantly getting, uh, it's funny on our website, you all probably have the same thing, a form, you know, for someone to fill out with questions or maybe a new client. And we get 
form fills all the time that are, you know, asking us to send information on buying computer, you know, they're, they're, they're even coming after the IT professionals. So, so it's, it's everybody. So how do you know what to trust? You just kind of have to go with your gut. Yeah. Um, and honestly, that's kind of sounds silly and not very technical, but it's very true. If it just doesn't sound right, <laughs> yeah, kind always... of that, that, that spidey sense, if you yes. will, like that that little <laughs> yeah. like the hairs on that. my neck are going up, sort of mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. So, so what should I do? Because I mean, here I am talking to a, a professional in this realm, and you guys deal with this on a daily basis. And even you say, listen, they come after us, and and sometimes it is exceedingly hard to tell. Mm-hmm. What are proactive steps? that we can do to protect ourselves. Right, right. Well, I kind of, I think that's, a, again, a twofold answer for that because ways you can protect yourself, there's things you can do technically, you know, with your computer, and then there's also things you can do personally. So on the technical side, you know, most of our home computers are phones, um, whether you have an iPhone or a Samsung or an Android, they have operating systems in place that, already have things on there to protect. They've got antivirus, they've got a firewall, they've got things to, you know, they've got filters. So you're really pretty, pretty well protected when you have a, have a good computer system or your, or a phone. The, um, most important thing, though, with that is that you need to update those operating systems. And I know we it seems like every day <laughs> there's new updates yeah. on the iPhone, um, but they're so important. And I know I hear people all the time say, oh, I haven't updated in, you know, two months um, because oh, I don't want to do that because it moves my icons or it changes the text. Well, it's not just that. They're really doing those updates because they need to patch a hole you know, that, that some yeah. cyber criminal has found. Uh, they need to fix an issue that has, has gone wrong. And so update, update, update. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's so good advice. That's really, really, um, you know, if you don't remember anything else, I say, always do your updates. <laughs> <laughs> um, because really, you know, our home, there, things are, are very technically, they're very technically sound, um, you know, if you've got a, a good current computer. Um, you can also uh, enable some extra security. So there is something on, if you have Windows, which, you know, most people are using Windows, um, it's called Windows Defender. And it is actually available on everyone's, uh, if you've got Windows software, uh, you can enable that. And it's just a little bit extra, you know, uh, sort of a, a boundary. I like to kind of imagine things like a, a castle, you know, you have your moat, you have your fortress, you've got, you know, all right. these different layers. Um, so you can enable that. And you can also purchase extra antivirus if you, you know, if you really, really wanted to make sure that you, you had those things in place. Um, and, but and just that layer thing, that's a great comment. Yes. Most people don't know that. that that is a security principle that goes a, a, across the realm. I mean, your home yes. security is done in layers. You have, that's you true. might have a fence around your home. You have a front <laughs> door with a lock. You might have security cameras, a ring doorbell, that, that layered security, because you never want to single point of failure. Right. Correct? Right. Because exactly. And that, that's exactly right. You don't ever want to just, because, you know, we're in an imperfect world, right? I mean, if we just had one thing, that thing might fail. And so That's you do right. always want to have a backup. So yeah, layers are very important. Okay. Um, so on the technical side, that that's really the, the things for you to do. On a personal side, you know, you can set up all of the antivirus firewalls, all of those things and do everything correctly. But if you click a link on an email, 
none of that stuff matters. And so on the personal side, really the best thing that you can do is to stop, think before you click. Good. And that, you know, we are just all in such a hurry. I mean, we already said it, we get millions of emails, it feels like every day. Um, and we just want to rush through and get them off, right? We want right. to just, just click them off, do the checklist, and we can skim things and miss out on some of those important red flags. And so stopping, really reading an email <clears throat> um, before you click on anything. And, and we've said it before, but, you know, when in, we tell our clients, when in doubt, throw it out. <laughs> yeah. um, and that, again, sounds kind of cheesy. But, you know, again, if you get that spidey sense or it just kind of looks wrong, it's got poor grammar or maybe it's, you know, addressed to someone that, you know, that's not me. That's not his, how you spell my name. Um, maybe it's from somebody you don't know. If you have any doubts at all, delete it. Yeah, um, just, just like it. that's the old adage of a, a Major League Baseball umpire as well. When in doubt, yeah. throw them out. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. That's the easy way to and remember that It's an easy way to one. remember it, exactly. <laughs> um, and then also, if you do get those, you know, don't, you know, curiosity, there's that old saying too, curiosity killed the cat. And you get those things that say, click here to see this video or, oh, you know, yeah. find out, you know, the the headlines, you know, right now. Um, you know, you want to you want to read that little news tip. You want to find out, you know, what happened on that email. Don't click through that because especially if it's on an email that you didn't ask for or it's from a sender that you don't know. So those are big things. There was a rash of them on Facebook where people would get in the Messenger app. They, someone's Facebook account would get hacked, and then they would send a link purporting to be a video from a person that is in your friend because they've taken control mm. of that account. And and it'll be something very generic, but because it's from a friend, it'll say something like, hey, I wanted to show you this, and it'll be a link to the video. Well, of course, it's not a video. It's a worm or you know one right. of those technical terms for a virus. And it, it's so scary because when you get something from a message, Messenger from a Facebook account, that's a friend. You think, hey, that's He's someone right. I can click on. And then, of course, what do you get five minutes later is an email from them <laughs> frantic. Don't click on anything I sent you. My my Facebook account has been, been hacked. hacked. Yeah. yeah it's well, such a nightmare. It is. And, you know, that kind of leads into the next thing is, you know, hackers really want to play on your emotions. Um, and so another red flag is, you know, anything that is written in in any kind of verbiage that elicits an emotional response. So that can be happiness of, hey, I want to see what, you know, John Doe sent me on his video because I know him and you're, you're right. happy about that. Or That's it right. might be, you know, we've got a video of, we actually got this one uh, here at home of, you know, we, we saw those, those, uh, it was a porn scam. And it's, oh, we, no. we know you've been on a porn site and we're going to send this video out to, you know, all of your clients, if you don't click here, you know, well, obviously I had not been on a porn site. I knew that, but <laughs> I will tell you, right there. Yeah, but <laughs> I will tell you for a split second, my, my, I mean, I got sick to my stomach and I, got, I started sweating thinking, oh my goodness, what have they got on me? Yeah. And then I had to think, okay, no, I didn't do that. That's <laughs> you right. know, That's um, or, exactly right. and so they are, they're playing on your emotions that, or, or if it's a sense of urgency, you have to do this now. That's like um, that jail scam, the phone scam where they call elderly and say that they're, they pretend to be a grandchild. They get the grandchild's yes. name because of Facebook and say, I'm in jail. Please send bail money. And, mm -hmm. and of course, they say, don't tell mom and dad because, you know, I'll be exactly. embarrassed or something. That's and a, they, that is another one. If they say, do this, but don't tell anybody. 
That's you know, right. It's, it's that they, and you think, gosh, that sounds so, why would I do that? But again, it's that emotional response. And I'll tell you, really, over the last 18 months, it, it has been, um, <laughs> I've said often, and I will continue to say it, that hackers really are are scum of the earth. And I, I know that's not a very professional thing no, to say. That's, but I think, I think they, most people would agree with you, yeah, except for the hackers. They have really, really been preying on people because of the COVID pandemic. Yep. And people... Because we're all isolated. We're isolated. We're all a little scared because of the unknown. Um, and we're also all out online looking for information. And yep. so they're playing again on that emotion of, oh, well, we've found out this about this conspiracy, or we found out this about, you know, people dying, or we found out this cure for COVID. And people want to know we're, we're thirsty for information, yep. but we really need to make sure you're always going to very reputable sites, you know, don't just click through an email. Um, so <laughs> so what, any, anything with that, that emotion is, is a really big red flag. Yeah. So what, so what do I do if I get hacked? What, what's my recourse? Mm-hmm. What's my remedy to, to mitigate the damage? Yeah. Well, and I would love it if I had some great, great things and say, you could do this and everything will go back to how it was. <laughs> um, unfortunately, because these hackers are so good, sometimes you can't really find them. Um, but the first thing, you know, and we tell our clients this, and I think it, it really is, is important for home users as well. Don't feel embarrassed. Don't feel ashamed. Don't feel stupid if you do get tricked. Um, it's like I said, they're, they're very sophisticated. They're very savvy. They know what they're doing. You know, and you think about it, con artists have been around since the beginning of time. <laughs> it's yeah. just that now they're using electronic. Um, but just don't ever feel embarrassed about this. You know, don't just try to hide it. We always get in more trouble when we try to hide things, right? Yeah, <laughs> um, no, there's no doubt. So the biggest thing, you know, again, when in doubt, throw it out. So delete it. Just just get it, get it off of your plate. Um, do not, I know that you said your bank asked you to forward the email to them. We actually recommend people not to do that. We don't want people to forward the email or to reply to that email because what that does is it can just forward the virus as well. Um, I will say they said they had a special account for it. Like they they had a special receiving account where they knew like this is a virus laden or scam email. And and that, that makes sense. What we tell our clients to do is actually to screenshot what they got um, and then send that to us. And that way we can look at it. Um, But yeah, don't, don't forward it to, you know, don't forward it to your son. Don't forward it to your, you know, to your to your <laughs> no. friend and say, "Oh my gosh, look what I got." So, so That's don't right. forward that because we don't want to. We don't want to spread it. Yeah. Um, obviously, if you're fin- if any kind of bank account or financial information was shared and compromised, and obviously the first thing you want to do is as quickly as possible notify the bank. Um, yep. And most banks are now they are aware of okay, this this is happening. They've got things in place and more than likely will refund, you know, and put that money back into your account. This actually just happened to uh, my daughter. My oldest daughter is in college and she called us just a couple of weeks ago. Someone had gotten her credit card number and had cleaned out her savings and had bought Bitcoin with it. Um, And so, of course, she was devastated and... um, obviously the the bank. So it's what we had to walk her through all these steps, but, and they did, the bank put that money back in because she could show that that's what happened. Um, But definitely reporting that as soon as possible. And then you also want to, you know, obviously have that frozen Um, and then watch, watch your accounts, you know, and make sure because sometimes what they'll do is they'll steal the number, but they won't 
charge anything for six months. You know, so you want to watch that um, ongoing. And yeah, then you can also... Freezing your credit score. I just wanted yes. to get that. I'm a big proponent of that. I've been the victim mm-hmm. of identity. If you worked in the DOD, you know, all of our PII, I think, got stolen at one time or another. Yeah. And so <laughs> I just, I keep all my credit stuff frozen. And then if yeah. I need to open a line of credit or do a new credit card or something like that, I unfreeze it for a day or two and then freeze it right back up. Because if I don't do that, I'm going to get the alerts. Yes, yes. And that's very important. Um, And then you can report also for, you know, depending on what, what has happened, um, you, we do tell people to report these to the authorities to to your local police department. You can file a complaint with the Federal Trade Commission. um, And then use can also uh, report this to the Internet Crime Complaint Center. So uh, there are, um, I was actually going to share it. There's a, a website it's staysafeonline.org. And when you go on there, it has a lot of these tips, you know, in written format so that you can can go back and reference these things. Um, and then also it has some, it has the advice on, okay, report this to this person and report this. They, they, this is where you would go and, and do those complaints because really the FBI is involved. You know, they try their hardest to find these, these cyber criminals. Yeah, there's um, just so many hard. of them. There's mm-hmm. so many of them mm-hmm. and doing so many different things. Well, I'm going to get in trouble because we are we are <laughs> going right up against. I could talk to you about Elizabeth about this for hours. I mean, there's so much it's out there. A lot there. of information. It, there is so much, and and like you said, they're constantly coming up with new scams. And just when you think you've cracked the code, hey, I know I won't fall for this one. It, it seems like there's a new one. Uh, I do want it that. Federal Trade Commission website is uh, identitytheft.gov. That's a a place where you can do that reporting, which I I will tell you from personal experience, sometimes your financial institution or your insurance carrier will want to see that you reported that. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so that's a great resource out there as well. Um, Well, like I said, we don't have enough time on this. I guess we'll just have to bring you back for another episode down the road because this has been incredible. I, I love how you broke things down and talking about spam and phishing, what you can do technically and what you can do personally, the layering, the security, all those points are going to be so beneficial for our listeners. So that's all the time we have today, people. Thank you for listening. Elizabeth, thank you for joining us and sharing your knowledge and expertise. We're all better off for it. Yeah, Thank you very much. You're very welcome. So that's going to be it. Tagus McGinnis is a life care planning law firm helping families respond to the legal and financial challenges caused by chronic illness or disability of an elderly loved one. Join us next week for another episode of Aging Starts Now. Thank you for listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast. For more information about today's show, visit tn-elderlaw.com, click on the free resources tab, and then click on Aging Starts Now. You'll find the show notes there. And while you're at it, why not check out all the free resources available at tn-elderlaw.com? Document downloads, the Tagus McGinnis blog, educational videos, informative articles, helpful links, a TV show, and more. It's all there. 
free for the taking. If you enjoy listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, please subscribe, rate the show, or leave us a review. It's easy to do on whatever app you use to listen. We would love your feedback on the show. Aging Starts Now. We'll be back next week with more candid discussions about challenges created by aging, disability, and unexpected illness. 